Hello, welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. My co-host today is Nathan. Hello, and thanks for having me. Today's topic, Gargoyles, one of Disney's best TV shows from the 90s. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. Did you watch the show in the 90s? I don't think so. I, I think I caught a couple episodes here and there when I was younger. But um, actually, no, no, going back to it, my recollection is a bit more clear now. It wasn't really a show that we had a lot of access over here. We, um, I remember seeing adverts for it in, in, in the comics uh, that I was reading. There were adverts, you know, you'd get them on the backs of comics or there would be a page in the middle of the comic with an advert for it. But it always remained a mystery to me. I was like, what, what's this about? Um, and it wasn't until later, later years that it did finally start to come out over here. But for many years, it captivated me like, what is this? Wow, so no, my okay. access to it was, was restricted. I, mean, I watched it in the 90s on the Disney Channel. So we had access to it there in in okay. the UK. So yeah, very yeah, familiar. And I've got to be honest, like when Disney Plus first launched, the five-part pilot, Awakening, was the mm. first thing that I watched on Disney Plus. That was my go-to. I was like, wow, it's been so many years since last seeing Gargoyles. Jump straight in. Jump straight so when you, got, when you got Disney Plus, that was your big selling point. That was your big ticket item. Oh, well, not, oh well, well yeah. the big selling point, I think, well, for me was The Mandalorian and World According to Jeff Goldblum. But this was the show that I put on first. Gotcha. The series features a species of nocturnal creatures known as gargoyles that turn to stone during the day. After spending a thousand years in an enchanted state, the gargoyles who have been transported from medieval Scotland are reawakened in modern-day New York City and take on roles as the city's secret nighttime protectors. Gargoyles was noted for its relatively dark tone, complex story arcs and melodrama. Character arcs were heavily employed throughout the series, as were Shakespearean themes. The series also received favorable comparisons to Batman the Animated Series and X-Men. A video game adaption and spin-off comic series were released in 1995. The show's storyline continued from 2006 to 2009 in comic series of the same name produced by Slave Labor Comics. But in July 22nd of this year, it was announced a new ongoing Gargoyles comic titled Gargoyles Season 4 will be published by Dynamite Entertainment. Greg Weissman will write the comic, and he was originally on the show. Yeah, I'm glad you um you mentioned that, because I did read earlier that the comic was 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 forthcoming and going to be back in continuity again, back in print. And that's all, it. All new. All new. So the show ran for three seasons. The third season, they gave it a new title. Honestly, the, the marketing for the first two seasons... It was dark. It was gothic. Mm. And then mm. Disney rebranded it for the third season as Gargoyles, the Goliath Chronicles. And the the promotional material for it was just a lot more cartoony. Lighthearted, yeah. Lighthearted, yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, mm. so it did it did lose itself towards the end. So I'm I'm keen mm. to check out to season four. See if they regain the darker tone. Yes, I'm looking forward to the comic. And it was the comic that made me think, hey, 
let's cover the show. Like go back, watch some episodes and and do a review. I must get my hands on some of the comics and see what they're like, uh, having watched a few episodes of the show now. I mean, I've not read the, or from memory, I haven't, but the older comics, but definitely the new ones that are going to come out, I'll check them out. You know, what I always found notable about this show is the voice cast. The voice mm. cast is incredible. And if you're a fan of Star Trek, boy, is this the show for you? Because several actors who are alumni of the Star Trek franchise, including Marina Sirtis and Jonathan Frakes, so that's Deanna Troy and William Riker from Next Gen, they were featured regularly as principal cast members, but then other Star Trek actors such as Michael Dorn, Worf. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned him. Yeah. Brent Spiner, Data, Cole Meany, Miles O'Brien, LeVar Burton, Jordan LaForge, Michelle Nichols, Ahura from the original series, Avery Brooks, Cisco from DS9. I mean, the list just keeps going on and on. It reads David like a who's who. Yeah, yeah, David Warner was a villain in, a, I think it was a Klingon in, in one of Kirk's movies. Uh, I mean, even like Kate Mulgrew, Catherine Janeway, she's in this. So, yeah, wow. if you're a Star Trek fan and you've not checked out Gargoyles, just do it. Because do you know what? Jonathan Frakes, yeah, you will love it. But Jonathan Frakes is making no effort not to sound like Jonathan Frakes. So if you're <laughs> not watching the screen, all you're hearing is William Riker. I love it. I love it for that. Like being a Star Trek fan and then just the concept of this show, the animation style, more so in those first two seasons, are excellent. Yeah, I must admit, in my in my prep for the show, um, I did watch, uh, it was a good couple of months back now, but I did indeed watch the first handful of episodes of Gargoyles, like the, the first four or five part of that you mentioned earlier, Awakening. And it, it's it's cool. It, it draws you in straight away, right off the bat. You're just like, wow, this is cool. And the, the world building is a slow burn. Admittedly, it's a bit of a slow burn, but it's cool. You kind of buy into it and you start to familiarize yourself. And the animation style was pretty rad, as you said. I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. It is a slow burn. And then when you get to like season two, there is the three-part episode, Avalon, and it's taking you back. And it, the show mm. tends to do that a lot. So it's not like you start going back and forth in time, present day, and then you're always mm. moving forward. You're not. So it keeps no. taking you back. But then it's, you find yeah. out other things from their past that they weren't quite aware of. It's non-linear. Things. You're going back in time. Yeah, but the things in the past, it's always affecting what's happening in the present and day. And I got the impression that the the guy who takes them on, whose tower it is in New York, the skyscraper order, I get the impression that he then betrays them because that's kind of alluded to or hinted at. He then becomes the big bad. Well, you you know that from the five part pilot mm. awakening. So in the in whether mm. it's part four or part five, you find out that he's the one yeah. that is is behind it. And again, yeah. Jonathan Frakes, David. Xanatos or Xanatos. Mm. <laughs> it's so mm. good. Uh, the names are cool as well. So I've mentioned already Marina Sirtis is in it. So she is a gargoyle. She's turned bad guy. She was originally the girlfriend of Goliath back yeah. in medieval times, but now right. she's the villain Demona. So she's, she's really, really cool. You know, there's an episode, right? Where is she? She wants revenge on the humans. That's like her whole thing. But what happens, it's a bit of a 
not quite a Freaky Friday situation, but there's an episode in season two, The Mirror. And what happens is the detective, the human, is turned into a gargoyle, and all the gargoyles are turned human. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty... It's pretty fun and, you know, silly at times, but that's okay. You know, it was a Disney show in sure. the 90s, sure. uh, but it was, you know, that anyway, I thought it was an interesting one. So they did have fun with some of the episodes, but at the same time, going back to season one, there is an episode where one of the gargoyles accidentally shoots the cop. And then and that was he... obviously controversial. Well, yeah, and, and this is a show they did back in the day on on Disney. So we're talking about Sally Richardson as Alyssa. So she was the main human companion for the, yeah. the gargoyles. And all gargoyles other than Goliath, him being the leader, and Goliath voiced by Keith David, who is phenomenal in this show as Goliath. Oh, yeah. So he... Yeah has a name as the leader, but all the other ones, they get names in the present day, and it's all, like, New York-based. Like, you've got Broadway, mm. Hudson, Bronx. Bronx is the, like, the dog gargoyle. <laughs> and funny enough, voiced by Scooby-Doo voice actor Frank Welker. Oh, there so you go. He's your, he's your go-to guy. But, um, but yeah, so th- this episode, again, it's in, it's in season one, I believe... It is episode eight, Deadly Force. A mobster hijacks a shipment of laser weapons and Broadway accidentally shoots Alyssa. Goliath and Broadway find the missing weapons and destroy them. But until that happens, during the episode, the other gargoyles are on the hunt for the shooter, not knowing it was Broadway by accident. But then we get in a darker storyline with Broadway where he's going and exacting revenge on people in the streets who are using weapons because he's seen how dangerous they are. Mm. So there we go. So that's quite a topical episode. And even like like it's very why You can see why they they thought it had a darker tone and why Disney were perhaps reluctant back in the day to really release it or even to to do much with it unless they wanted to lighten it up i mean no i mean that's it it was a whole episode like in season one like it was a very dark it almost played a bit like an after school special like the dangers of firearms but yeah no it, mm. it was in there like again like with the changing of quality was the goliath chronicles season three so that first mm. season which for me is the best season, loses its way a little bit with the second, but that first season Mm. was solid. And it was, again, it was this dark, gritty show, which, you know, even though it was a Disney show, you could make comparisons to Batman, the animated series, X-Men. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's, it's got that tone to it. It's, it's talking about social issues. It's talking about um, human psychology. It's talking about um, just a whole gamut of issues that are, you know, you wouldn't think would be, something that's in a children's cartoon show or that, that we'd be speaking about. Yeah. And the, the animation style, the designs of the characters, like it did, it had a Bruce Tim look to it. I mean, of course the show yeah. had nothing to do with Bruce Tim, but even just looking no. at the, like, like Goliath, yes, is a purple gargoyle, but the, the width of his chest, the squares mm. of his jaw, the flat mm. top, it's Tim very, was very much, much about that. Bruce Tim. It was, yes. It definitely he shares a lot of bold, the designs. Those bold lines, those strong, hard lines. And 
he you know he christian did that that that, that kind of real um what's the sound not this the, the name of the style i know it um uh, it just escapes me now but um it's, it's a really awesome style it'll come back to me but you've got to think in the 90s like Bruce Tim must have looked at this show on Disney and like, what are you guys doing? Like, this looks like one of my shows. <laughs> but of yeah. course, absolutely nothing to do with Bruce Tim. Just looks like a Bruce Tim show from back in uh, the day. I just remembered Art Deco. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah. Art Deco is the style that Tim had. Yeah, very much yeah, for the look of Gotham. And then he carried it over mm. to Metropolis in 96 for Superman, the animated series. An actor worth noting... Edward Asner as Hudson. Ed Asner, wow, isn't it? I mean, wow. For me, like, of course, he's got a massive body of work, but Granny oh, yeah. Goodness in in Superman the Animated Series and the Justice League cartoons, like he voiced Granny oh, Goodness in that. But he is so good in this as Hudson. He's the older gargoyle, you know, he's the like bit of a, a mentor type. To go to him mm. for guidance. I mean, yes, Goliath is the leader, uh, but he was like the old guard. And then you've got the younger gargoyles as well, which I thought was mm. an interesting design choice, how they didn't all look like Goliath. They had like individual yeah. looks, like one was a dog. One looked like I mean, a little boy, and you had the one, like the red one that looked like a dragon that had the big beak. Yeah. And stylistically, the show just looked, just looked great. I mean, it just... It, it really works. The animation works. The the look of the characters works. We've spoken about how they look very Bruce Tim in appearance, um, and it was just, it was right for the time. You know, the, the whole look of the show was right for the time, and it does lend itself very well to comics as well. I mean, any hero, you need to have a weakness. You know, Superman's got Kryptonite. Yeah. You need to have a weakness. <laughs> These characters have a massive one. Daytime. They turn to stone every single day. And they do Too bad have... if someone's in trouble during the day. Well, that's it. Well, they can't do anything. But, you know, <laughs> the cops out there, she can she can help. But during the day, they yeah. turn to stone. But they do have fun with it, though. Like, you know, quite a few episodes because they will break out of stone at the beginning. Yeah. The episode takes place during night, obvious reasons. Mm. And then he will end with them turning to stone again. But they'll sometimes have fun with it. Like, they'll be mid-conversation or... You know, so they they're not always posing in the same positions. Like there was one where Gar, uh, there was one where Goliath and another character are in a heated debate, and that's when they turn to stone. So it's kind of like, and then <laughs> when it's nighttime again, they'll they'll break out. But yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's a really fun concept. But there's so many there's so many rooftops in this show in New York City that just happen to have gargoyles on them. Yeah, and I get it fits with the show, and they aren't gargoyles they aren't enchanted gargoyles like the main characters but i'm like would that many buildings have gargoyles i mean again it works for the That's show there's yeah. an episode in the other question you have to ask yourself the other question you have to ask yourself is how the hell did they get from scotland to new york did they just like import them did some rich magnet absolutely go, i like the it. yeah the the whole castle was was imported from scotland yeah that's again that's everything you really anything you need to know if you're unfamiliar with the show at all. Everything you need to know is in that five part special. Yeah, go and watch that. There's no better way to set off on your gargoyles journey than that. It ticks all the boxes. Five part pilot, which is a lot of episodes to be fair, like normally two, maybe three parts. So you get a lot of information, but it sets everything up. But what I was going to say before, though, 
there's an episode where on the rooftops and the gargoyles are on the run and they're pretending by standing still to be gargoyles because there is actual gargoyles on the roof. So <laughs> anyway, it's a thing Camouflage, that happens. That's that's it. But um, but yeah, this is it's a really good show. And and again, like the reason why we're talking about it now is because I'm excited for season four in the comics. And to get to continue with the adventures of these characters, it's been such a long time since we had that third season. Mm. But if you're going to rate this show out of five. I'll come in at a respectable halfway at about three. Um, yeah, I think three, three feels natural, feels right for me. Uh, I was never a massive or huge fan of the show. And again, my awareness of it was limited since we didn't really have it over here when I was younger. I only ever knew of it advertised in comics. It wasn't until years later when Disney Plus came along that I was actually able to explore it. My immediate impressions were, this is pretty cool. It, I, 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 like, I get why people like it. I see the comparisons to Batman and also X-Men. Tackles dark social gritty issues. It is rad. But something about it didn't quite sell me. Something about it didn't quite get me all the way. It doesn't quite get me all the way to five. I don't know what that is. I can't put my finger on it. But I don't dislike it. Uh, I don't hate it. It is cool. I just can't think of anything better to give it than a three. That's just me, though. Yeah, I mean, as I said, like, you know, a lot of nostalgia for this show. Mm. Um, but, you know, back then it was a case of, like, just watching episodes as they aired. You know, it's not mm. like today where everything's streaming, including, obviously, the show. Yeah. So I just watch it when I could see it. So it's not until now when you watch them season to season in order you can see that it starts off a lot stronger. So I'd even go as far as maybe just like, I'm pretty sure like on VHS back in the day, they packaged a movie and it would have been the five-part pilot and it's Gargoyles the movie. So you could just watch it and have that be your experience. As soon as you get season two to season three, it does lose some of what made it special. Or is that thing I was saying before, where you get the flashback episodes and then it seems like more of the mystery that is taken away, the less compelling it is. Like it's better when it's them as guardians of New York City. And less is more. I'd say, I'd say. But again, mm. I'm ready for more though. Give me the comic. I'm definitely ready for more. But like you, I'm going to come in three out of five. It is a three out of five. If I'd not done a rewatch and I was purely going for memory, it would have been higher because I remember having so much fun with this show as a kid. Uh, well, I think that's fair though. I mean, anything above three out of five is a recommend on the show. So it's definitely one that I would recommend. Yeah, and I think the difference for you and me is you're looking at this through the lens of nostalgia, where whereas um, I'm not, I'm very much coming into this new. You're coming into this with some experience with it. So, but it's interesting that we both land in the middle there on, on three. Yeah, there you go. So that's it. Three out of five. That's it for our episode all about gargoyles. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Nathan, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure and never a chore. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.